Welcome to the BGL Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gallagher. And on today's episode, we're talking Yankees baseball and the outlook for the 2020 season. Joining me on the podcast today is my good friend and Yankee super fan, Christian Palmazani. Christian, what's going on, man? BGL. Christian. What's going on, BGL? Nothing much. I'm excited for baseball, Christian. I need it, BGL. I need it. I know. Especially the type of Yankees fan you are. I, I know you've been dying for some baseball, but honestly, for the Yankees' sake, I think the restart is coming at the right time. I mean, yeah. I, it was looking for a while like I wasn't going to get baseball this year, which would have been tough considering, you know, Shannon Garrett calls. I was looking up towards the season and then COVID hit. So I was already like thinking towards 2021. But it looks like we'll get some season this year, so we'll see what happens. I mean, 60 games is better than zero. Um, it's just going to be a weird season because, uh, like we said, you know, uh, every game's going to matter now. You know, with 60 games, usually, you know, the regular season's 162 games. And with 60 games, it's not a lot of time to get ready. You're kind of thrown right in the fire and you need to produce. You can't really fall behind the eight ball. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Every game definitely matters. Uh, Miguel, you know me. Like uh, You've heard stories about me, like how I'm flipping tables over in, for games in April if the Yankees are losing. So, I'm right. obviously – so, now, so like, everyone's like, you're being ridiculous. It's April. Like, it's a 160-game season. I, I'd be, like, freaking out. And I, but now, now, Miguel, 60 games, I could, I could go punch holes through walls and people be like, you know what, that's warranted. I get it. It's 60 games. Yeah, for those who don't know Christian, Christian is literally the Yankee version of me of being a Giants fan where I'm just freaking out at the Giants all the time. He's the, he's the exact same way with the Yankees, but more violent, I would say. He flips tables and stuff. Yeah. I and I don't have the, the service to do that, but, I mean, I appreciate the hustle. I, I really appreciate it. I would say that's probably the fairest comparison. As you said, the only difference is I'm probably more violent, and I'm, un, I'm undocumented. I don't. I don't document my actions. I because I probably be put in jail. <laughs> We're gonna first. Uh, I was gonna ask you about. You know, what do you think the Yankees need to do the most? To have you know, obviously the expectations are high. They're probably one of the top favorites to win the World Series this year. You have to do to maintain that. You know, that top dog status. Well, number one, they have to stay healthy. Yeah, so, definitely. I mean, I mean, this season's obviously going to be a little, a little different because, like, you have to stay healthy from injuries and from COVID. Yeah, definitely another curveball being thrown at the Yankees this year with all that's going on. And they've had a couple of coronavirus and haven't been back. Luckily, LeMay, you, you know, got back pretty quickly. But Chapman still isn't back. Uh, Luis Sessa isn't back yet. I'm thinking there might be somebody else, but I'm not sure. But I think I think as a right, I think those are the only like main like roster players that have it. Right, notable guys, which obviously we need them to be healthy. Yeah, just because you know down the road you're going to need guys to pitch them on innings. Now this year is a little different because you know the innings don't really matter that much because there's only 60 games. Yeah. But once playoff time comes, you know, you want every, everybody's arm to be as healthy as possible so they have as much depth in the bullpen as possible. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, other than staying healthy, uh, like I got to say, the main thing would be like, since this, as we said, 60 games, they got to come out and immediately punch teams in the mouth. They have to, they have to get off to a good start because if I feel like, especially this season, because if you don't get off to a good start in the 60 game season, it's going to look pretty bleak coming around the second half. Right. If they get off to a slow start, I think – I don't think they'll fold, but I don't think it's going to be good for the Yankees. I think they need to come out right fast out of the gate. They have to avoid injury as least as possible. I mean, if we're looking back at last season, you know, through 60 games, they were in the playoff race. They were probably – I think they were leading the AL East, and they didn't have half their team. Half their team was hurt. Yeah. More than half their team. They had a bunch of guys like look at our uh, Gino Arcella who came up and actually you know he ended up starting at third base after Andrew Hart got hurt, but he ended up playing very well. Uh, Mike Ford came up and played really well. Talkman before he got hurt was playing well. Frazier had a little stint, but then he kind of got buried on the depth chart. But I thought those guys came up and played crucial, crucial roles last year. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. I think that's one of the huge parts of the Yankees why the injuries. Uh, didn't really hurt them too much because they showed like how much depth they have and how much scouting that that goes into at least their positional player development. Cause like you got no names essentially that were like afterthoughts and other, other organizations that are coming into the Yankees and providing huge at bats and huge, like they're like, you know, like Gio Urshela, for instance, he was like mainly known as a defensive specialist in Cleveland, got cut. Then he went to the blue Jays, got cut. And then now he's comes with the Yankees. He's hitting 300, Hit 20 home runs, like plays a solid third base. I mean, it's it's guys like that that keep the hope alive. But that being said, I would prefer not to have like 50 injuries again this year. Oh God, no! And, and the thing is, too, like yeah, it worked last year. You know, they had a bunch of injuries, but they end up still being good. If that were to happen this year, you can't expect the same outcome. You know, I, I feel like that's kind of a once in a once a, one it's like a one-time thing you know what i mean yeah i i, I would agree hopefully yeah i mean uh Urshela played pretty well last year i was happy um and you know that was the knock on him last year was he, he's just a defensive stud and then he goes out and hits 300 and i actually thought he he swung the bat pretty well in the playoffs too oh yeah he uh i mean he, especially in that lineup he's like a makes a lot of contact which you need in that lineup I mean, he's a solid, solid bottom, bottom of the third person in any lineup. No, I couldn't agree more. Okay, so moving forward, um, let's talk about the starting rotation. Obviously, you know, key acquisition in Garrett Cole, probably one of the best pitchers in baseball right now. But other than that, I think the Yankees' rotation is a little bleak right now. Uh, I don't really know what to expect. Who do you think is going to be in the starting rotation? Obviously, we have Cole, Tanaka, and Paxson. But who do you think is else is going to fill out the rest of that uh, their rotation? All right. So, well, if you ask me, like prior, like prior, like to, like back to the original spring training before like COVID or anything was really happening, before any injuries, mm-hmm. it was pretty simple. It was probably going to be Garrett Cole, James Paxson, Severino, Tanaka, and Jordan Montgomery. However, mm-hmm. due to COVID and Severino got Tommy John. So now I think, I mean, obviously Garrett Cole is going to be the guy at the top. But then it's probably going to be Paxton. Right. And then now here's where it gets a little like murky because Tanaka was definitely, he was probably going to be three, but then he got hit in that line drive by Stanton in batting practice. So he's probably, 
going to be held out a week or two before he joins the rotation. So Yeah, I heard I heard the 31st he, he, he could return, which is very optimistic. That's a week from now. So that would be very optimistic for the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, I almost I almost completely forgot, too, because this guy, I mean, are you familiar with Big Out? I, I have this thing called the, it's called the get the fuck out of my life list. <laughs> I attribute it to players on the Yankees, so I, you know, I want to get them out of my life. And for only on that list is Jay Happ. Yeah, yeah, but, I, I knew that was coming there. Due to all these injuries, he's probably going to be the third or fourth guy in the rotation now. I think he'd probably be four, right? My my gut's telling me that he'll probably be four. I think they're gonna do a bullpen game somewhere in there. Yeah, with Chad Green. Yeah, and I think the last just spot get... will just go to somebody random. Or I mean, I, I know Montgomery was left off the was left off the opening their roster, but I think that was just just get him some more work in. I think he'll be back in, in the rotation. Yeah, that, that one didn't really make a lot of sense to me because you know he was coming off. He had did he have Tommy John last year? Yeah, he, he did right. Tommy John. Yeah, so I mean, I thought he pitched pretty well the other day against the Phils. Yeah, for the uh, good. To be honest, it was kind of like an I didn't really get it, but I assume he's got something going on. They they want to give him a little little extra like precaution. Yeah, I think I'm hoping he'll be back because I think if he, you know, he could round out that rotation. That's a really, really solid rotation in my opinion. Because Tanaka pitched really well in the in the playoffs last year, and so did Paxton. Obviously, Paxton had a couple injuries with the back and everything, but I thought he looked pretty sharp, especially in uh, against the Astros. Uh, I forget what game it was. Probably game three. He pitched really well at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, I think I think it might have been game five actually. Game five. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. I couldn't yeah. remember. It's been it's been too long. Yeah, I know. But for that, for that last spot, I would say like there's three names to watch for, for like just this season and probably just for future and just in general. Um, the last three spot is between like it's probably going to Mike King right now because he's on the roster. He's like a journeyman type prospect who's who's good, but he's he's not going to blow up any top prospect like ratings. But he's been you know he's right. been pitching solid in minor leagues for years, so he's finally getting his shot. Then the other two options are top prospects. One of them is Debbie Garcia, who's the Yankees' top pitchy prospect. I personally think he's not good. I personally think he's all hype. I think he strikes out guys, but other than that, he gives up a ton of hits, ton of walks a ton. Like I just think he's more of a bullpen guy than a starter. I, I don't buy in the hype. But then the other prospect who's another top prospect is Clark Schmidt. I think he's the real deal. I think you'll see him at some point this year. I think you'll see the progress he's made. And going forward, I think you'll see him in their starting rotation from 2021 on. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I I do not like Debbie Garcia whatsoever. Um, I actually watched him. I went to a Rail Riders game last year. I actually went to two. The one he pitched in, and I was not impressed at all with him. He gave up, like you just said, he gave up a ton of hits. I didn't think his velocity was really that good. He only was throwing like, 90, like low 90s. And I just don't think, you know, unless you have incredible stuff, unless you have like a, a really good two-seamer that moves uh, and some secondary pitches that, you know, are really hard to hit, I, I don't really like Garcia at all. I didn't think he pitched very well against the Phillies the other day. And uh, now he's not even on the roster along with Jordan Montgomery and Clark Schmidt, which didn't really make a lot of sense to me. But, I mean, maybe they ha- I'm hoping they have some sort of a plan. But I actually liked Smith. I thought he played. I thought he pitched pretty well 
um, when he got his opportunity, but I'm not, I don't really understand why he's not on the roster. I mean, yeah, like he definitely, I mean, I, I also agree. Like he pitched, he pitched good. I think he did more than enough to earn a spot, but I think that's just the Yankees making sure that they keep his development right and make sure he comes up at the perfectly right time and stuff. And, and as you know, like Garcia, like uh, I just, anybody that knows the Yankees knows they are a, classic hype machine for their pitchers they hype some of their pitchers up so much that when like you think they're a top prospect but like for instance Joshua Sheffield he got traded for Paxton like he stinks he stinks with the Mariners stinks I mean that's totally fine I don't really care we got James Paxton out of the deal so I I mean those guys can go kick rocks for all I care I'm just I I was just saying that as like for like for for Yankee fans like thinking Debbie Garcia is like good like don't completely buy into this Yankee narrative that he's like a really good pitcher he might be, right. You have to watch. You have not. to watch him pitch first before you really, you know, before you dissect it. You know, like how good he really is, and and now he could be like a Severino. Like I remember Severino wasn't that good when he first came yeah, up. Yeah, I agree. And he became really good. Obviously, he throws a lot harder than David Garcia. He throws, you know, ninety nine hundred. But um, Sevy struggled when he first came up. So ho- hopefully, you know, hopefully he could, you know, rehab and come back. I don't I'm a little worried about him, to be honest. But hopefully he could, you know, rehab and come back to half of what he was because he, he's a big part of this thing. We, we really need Huge. him. So let's move on a little bit here. Who do you think this now? It's a little murky with with all COVID-19 stuff. Who do you think the Yankees starting lineup is going to be tonight? All right. So. Bar obviously, like I'm just gonna say, like barring any COVID issues, like a normal for me, the starting line coming into the season for me should go like starting off playing second would be DJ Mayhew, obviously. Right. Second would be Judge and right. Yep. And this is where like I think like I to me this is where like I'd be mad if Aaron Boone like didn't do this. Like to me, you have to bat Glaber Torres third. Yeah, no. Sure. I would even I would even flop him and Judge. See, like the only thing I the only thing I don't like about that is I do like because Judge does get on base a lot, so I do like the fact that like he could get on base behind these guys. Obviously, he okay. like, he's a power hitter in his own right, so like he you know like batting him. I'm like this is like nitpicking, but I'm just saying like I like for me personally, I would like him second. Okay. But, like Torres, so Torres third, just to break up all these big bats. And I probably put Stanton fourth. Mm-hmm. And then five, I probably would put Aaron Hicks to be honest, because I once again I like I just like the way he's a switch hitter, breaks up the righties. Like he also like he has a good eye, takes walks. Six, I'd probably go Luke Voigt at first. Seven, I'd probably go Sanchez a catcher, and I just want to point out that Sanchez, I I used to be a huge Gary Sanchez guy. I still think he's good, but I by no means. And putting my neck out for this guy anymore. This guy has let me down so many times. So many times. He'll be like, cool. He'll, he'll have a great first half of the season and he'll hit like 190 the second half and, and have 15 pass balls. Like, this guy, this guy just can't get out of his own way. Just like, he just, at the end of the day, like, like the guy should be hitting like 280 with 40 homers. But at the end of the day, like, because he just is what he is, he just ends up hitting like 220 with like 30, which is fine. But like, right. it's not, I'm tired of this narrative that he's like a, He's like I don't I don't really consider him like a cornerstone piece of the of the franchise anymore. So yeah, he's seven. Nah, he's just kind of a guy, really. Um, strikes out way too much for my liking. Way Tough. too much. And we'll get into that later. But like he'll swing on a slider that starts like thirty feet away. Like he, 
right. like like he'll he'll never he'll never think about not swinging at, at that slider that starts like in the ocean. <laughs> All right, who's so who's batting after Sanchez? All right, so this is where it gets a little interesting because the choices are so you got Stan at DH by the way I think so then right, Hicks right. being center Judge being right eight. Gio Rochelle has got to be a third. He's just like he's a good hitter, like a good enough hitter, and a sol- plays a solid third base. So he's got to be he's at an eighth. And then this last, this it, now this last spot depends what you want. Do you want do you value defense or do you value offense? Because if I'm valuing defense, it's probably Talkman or Brett Gardner. Right. I'm okay with, but preferably. I like I like offense and I like this guy a lot. And when he, this guy's right, he's a good hitter, and I think he's young, so he can get better. I like I kind of like Miguel Andujar in left. Ooh, okay. I actually wasn't expecting that. Actually, well, you know, I actually thought you were going. I thought you were going to go another there. Who do you think I was going to go with? I thought you were going to go with Frazier. Mm, see, like Fra- here's the thing with Frazier. Like he's. As much as as good as he is, I, I don't want him to be good. Like he's also he's kind of like the rest of them. He's hot and cold. He get, he can get hot and get really cold. So, oh, definitely. I think he just needs an opportunity. Like, I know he's not the best fielder, but he when he's hitting, dude, like his bat is a good bat. I agree, but like, like here's how bad a fielder is. Like Miguel Anohar, third baseman. I think like he can play left field and be just as good, if not better, than play, Frazier defensively. It's not even his position. I feel like yeah. he could be equal to Frazier in the outfield. Yeah, I mean that that's a that's a really good point. I even saw him getting some reps in at first base too. So say yeah. if Voight isn't playing up to par, true. He could put him there and then you could you could put either Gardy, Talkman, or Frazier out in left. I agree. I agree. I mean I just like for me, I mean you, you could have I mean I'll ask you like, but like I mean personally for me, I just love Andrew Hart's bat, so I wanna try somehow to get it into the lineup. I mean, do you agree? Yeah, Andrew Hart's bat's or? pretty good. Yeah, no, I think that's a, I think it's a very fair lineup. It's it's an interesting lineup because you know I don't know how much experience uh, Andujar has him left, but honestly, it's like it's like kind of like in basketball, it's kind of like hiding guys. You know what I mean? When guys aren't playing, like say like guys aren't a good defender, you could kind of hide them and shade them. Yeah. That's what the Yankees are doing basically with Andujar. They put him in left field, being like, hey, you just you know don't <laughs> yeah. just just keep the ball in front of you. And just catch fly balls. You don't have to worry about making the throw or you know getting a hard hit ball at you at the at the coffin corner at third. But just yeah. just don't screw up. Basically, is what they're saying. Yeah, like don't don't overextend yourself. Exactly. So it's a I, you know I'll get into this later, but I have a, a very bold prediction with Andrew Hart. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting what you think about that. But we'll get into that well, later. Well, hey, maybe um, maybe we have a similar one. So I guess we'll get into that later. Yeah, I guess so. We will. We will. So, uh, like you mentioned before, the I think the biggest thing with the Yankees is they need to stay healthy. They need to figure out a way where they keep healthy. And the only problem is you can't really give these guys a lot of rest because. This season so short. I mean, it's tough, but at the same time, because the season's so short, I don't. I don't think they should be as banged up as they normally get throughout. Throughout, and you know. No, no, I agree. I I totally agree. But we we need John Carlos Stan to step the fuck yeah. up. Well, to like, me, he's to me, been so bad. He's been so bad with the Yankees. So, like to me, there's like two. Like, I just said so. Two names. The first one was Stan. So, like to me. 
when they got Stanton in 2018, he was good, but he wasn't great. Like, he was a good player in 2018, but wasn't, like, wasn't what we thought he was going to be. No, he wasn't the, like, the MVP we got from the Marlins. No, no, he was a good player, but he wasn't, like, an all-star type player that year, I, I don't think. But, so, then, you know, last year, he, like, literally, like, with, when last year, like, he stepped on a pile of feathers and tears ACL. Like, he's, like. He, like, he played eight. I knew he missed a lot of games last year, but when I was watching the pre the, the scrimmages the other day, played eighteen games last year. It was so, one hundred and sixty-two games. But like the crazy thing is, he missed. He only played eighteen games. Like he missed so many games, but he missed them from four different injuries. It wasn't even one injury. It was four different ones over the course of the whole season. I know. Crazy. And then he get then he gets hurt in the playoffs and like doesn't even try to play. Like I just kind of question his toughness a little bit. Like you've never like I don't know, I don't remember. He definitely didn't make the playoffs when he was in Miami. There's just no way. Well, to be honest, so like you're like, telling me, well, he's playing for like a shitty organization. Doesn't who doesn't give a fuck in Miami? Right, but like I'm saying, like you finally get somewhere where you make the playoffs and like you be a big part. Like they won game one. He he homered. He played well, and then he got hurt. And then he was just like, oh, I'm hurt. I can't play. Like, I understand, like, you know, you're hurt and stuff. But, like, at least try to swing. Like, get some swings in. Yeah. I For me, it's not that I don't question his toughness. I just que- I question his, like, like for instance, his like, I, to be honest, I think this might be a hot take. I think he's too jacked. I think he needs to fucking put on a little bit of weight. He actually, have you seen him, though? He's actually slim now. I know, but I think he needs to put out. I think I think he needs to like. I think I think he's too cut. I think he's like too toned. Like I think he needs to put like Aaron, like Aaron Judge is like the same body frame, but he's like probably got like forty extra pounds on him, which probably helps helps like cushion blows and stuff like that. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, so I need yeah, I need we, to see we, something we from him. No, I I agree. Um, you know. It's just, it's just crazy. And going back to Judge Stanton and Sanchez, like I said before, they strike out way too much. I was watching their game the other day. They strike out so many times. Like, all they have to do, they're so goddamn strong. All they have to do is just put the bat on the ball, put it in play. They don't have to hit a home run every time. Like, yeah, that'd be awesome if they do, but obviously, like, you're not going to hit a home run every time. Just try to put the ball in play. I cannot stand when I see guys just – looking at pitches and not even trying to swing. Obviously, you know, Major League Baseball is a very tough sport. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's very tough. Like, I had to stop playing baseball because it was – it was the speed of the game was just crazy. But I cannot stand when guys just watch pitches and late in the count. It just drives me up a wall. That's fair. I mean, that's – so, like, but like the, the thing with the three of them is, like, the way I, the way I separate each, each of them is that um, Sanchez is what he is. He's not gonna. He's never gonna fucking learn. He's gonna either. He's gonna get really hot and have those hot streaks, and then he's gonna have those stupid cold streaks where he'll literally swing like he couldn't hit the ocean. Like he's so swing and fucking miss. So like he's just gonna, right. he's just gonna be that fat idiot who just does that the whole time. <laughs> Aaron. So like Stanton's a little different. Stanton like sometimes he could recognize pitches. Sometimes he can't. It usually depends. Like well, like San- Stanton will probably take a walk more often than Sanchez, but at the same time. Stan will, will, will sometimes swing at a pitch, swing and miss at a pitch. You're like, how like how do you even like want to swing at that? Like, what even made you want to swing at that? Right. And then it's the, just crazy. the best one to me is Judge because Judge can 
But the thing with Judge is, like, he can he has the ability to learn from that bat and maybe not swing and miss as much and, like, take a walk or do something. But the, the thing that hurts him is, well, with Stan, he gets fucking hurt all the time. Yeah, I mean, la- I mean, before last year, I feel like he's been pretty healthy. He hasn't missed a ton of time. But he had the oblique last year, and then he had, like, the rib and stuff, which I actually am curious how long he was actually playing with that. Because he didn't say anything. Apparently he apparently it was wild. Yeah, it was like on a dot. It possibly they think it happened on a dive in August or September of 2019, which is wild. Which which to me is also is another. Don't get me started on this. The Yankees medical staff might <laughs> might be the worst medical staff in sports. If I'm being honest, I I can't I can't agree more. I mean, how, they had they had so many injuries last year, and like they were missed like. They were mislike uh, diagnosed too. I mean, like, okay, so, so there's three. So there's let's, let's look at these three injuries that were from last year that fucked us for this year because the Yankees medical staff is incompetent. So we have Judge dives, breaks his rib in August, August or September of last year. Goes the whole offseason without getting an MRI. Like, I, I no, I guess this is a little bit more Judge's fault because if he had pain there, he should have told somebody. But still, like, they didn't. They didn't know anything was wrong. And then, of course, once the season's about to start, he's going to be out for three months or whatever. Like, so cla- that's classic. The worst one. Thank God for COVID, honestly. Yeah. Thank God for COVID because they, they wouldn't have had half their team. Yeah. Like, like COVID, like, you're doing a lot of horrible things. But that's one good thing you did, I guess. Sorry. But, <laughs> um, Severino's the worst one to me. Severino had this forearm pain dating back to August or September of last year and, and, and in the playoffs. A forearm strain is usually indicative of a torn UCL. You have to get Tommy John. That's usually what that means. The Yankees, the Yankees in the offseason, chose to give Severino an MRI that had a 92% confidence. Or 92%. It's not, right 92% of the time. And they, sh- right. they showed nothing wrong. They, they asked, hey, he has, still has his pain. Do you want to do a dive contrast MRI, which is 98% correct? And the Yankees are like, no, we're fine. So what happens? He goes the whole fucking spring, you know, not thrown, gets a spring training, his forearm tightens up again. They're like, you know what? We're going to do the, the, the die contrast now. We're going to do that. <laughs> oh, what does it show? A torn fucking UCL. And now he's out for the whole year and probably like half of next year. Good job, Yankees. Good job. Yeah. And like, I feel like this has been an issue since 2017 or 2018, 2018. And yeah. they just never got anything done on it. So the good, the good news being out, the good news was what I say is this has all been traced back to a staff. That fry that got all pretty much all got fired in the off season. Yeah. So hopefully these are just like the remnants of that horrible, horrible staff, and this new staff is going to start doing things better. I hope. I hope. Yeah. I hope. Or or they'll at least be more transparent and telling us what's wrong with him instead of saying like, "Oh, he's day to day," and then two years later they're like, "Oh yeah, he's going to be out for four months." Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. I, I we need Severino. Thank like honestly, if we didn't get Garrett Cole, like I don't know where this team would be. Be, I don't. I would be in an insane asylum. Big out if they didn't get Garrett Cole. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I don't think this team would be you know as good as they are. You know, so it's gonna be interesting. I'm really excited to see Garrett Cole in the Yankees uniform though tonight. It's gonna be an awesome. I'm also pumped. Although I will say, they're saying it might get rained out. All right, then we play tomorrow. Either way, either way. No big, no big deal. No big deal. We still got Garrett Cole. Look on the bright side. All right, so 
let's uh let's move along here and uh so to you know get to the world series you have to win your division and be one of the better teams in baseball so that leads me to the al east you know i think it's actually a little down this year the Red Sox got rid of Mookie Betts. Um, obviously, uh, the Rays were pretty solid last year. They made the playoffs. Actually took uh, the Astros to the brink in five games, but they ended up losing. But um, It's because they couldn't bang trash cans when they, were, when they went out the Rays ballpark. <laughs> yeah, they lost both there. And then they, they barely they really won at home in game five. But um, the Blue Jays still don't have a park to play at, so that's uh, pretty interesting. And um, the Orioles are not a very good baseball team. So I think the Yankees could easily win this division. I don't think it should even be close. Uh, Your thoughts? I 100% agree. It shouldn't be close. If this was a normal season with like a full schedule, I would fully expect the Yankees to win the division by like 10, 10 or 12, like at least 10 games. Like to me, there's no one that's even close to competing with them this season, at least going forward, like, like next couple of years. I think the Red Sox will be, like, not as good. They'll be, like, okay, but not as good. I think the Orioles will still be terrible. I think the Rays will be pretty good, but I don't know if they have the, the, the bats to compete with the Yankees. I think the team to watch out for is the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays have a very good young core, like, with Bo Bichette and Vlad, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. They got some good pitchers coming up. Like, they're the team that's probably going to be the, the biggest competition in the next couple of years. But mm-hmm. that being said, the Yankees should still easily take this division in 60 games this year. Yeah, I mean, long as long as they don't have any, you know, COVID nineteen uh, positive tests or anything like that, and everybody could stay for the most part healthy, the Yankees should run away with this division. I don't even think it should be close, just because the firepower they have in that lineup is by far, I think it's the best in the MLB. If you want to put the Astros tandem up there in front of them, I I get it. They want they won the uh, World Series, and well, they won air quotes cheated and then you know they got to the world series last year and ended up losing to the nationals but you know i just think this team has so much firepower and they they can't be disappointing anymore like they need to take that step forward they need to get to the world series and it's got to be the next two to uh, either this year or the next two to three years i mean it's gotta be. I, I agree i mean fun fact you said the firepower I mean, we're talking – this is a team – so these are, these are the reasons why expectations are high. Because last year, they led the league in runs. They hit over 300 home runs as a team. and Which is outrageous. You probably don't know this one. They, as a team, they led the league in exit velocity. So, like, as a team, they all hit at least 90 – like, something like 91 miles per hour off the bat. That was their average ed- exit velocity as a team. That's incredible. Yeah. So, like, expectations. That means when they put the ball in play, they hit it hard. They find gaps. You know, they're uh, they're aggressive on the base pads, and that's what they have to do to to generate runs. And I felt in the playoffs, they just had such a hard time generating runs, and it was so disgusting to watch. It's 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 tough, but again, hopefully they get it together and tighten up this year. I agree. So let's let's move forward as well uh, to the roster. Um, I don't know if you've seen the you know the the roster and everything like that. Was there any? I, I know we touched on it before. Were there any surprises who made the official roster as of today for you? Um, I would say no really surprises here because like the Yankees, they kind of are strange and the way they always like 
carrying a little extra bullpen guys. This is what they do. I guess the only surprise was Montgomery, but we knew that a couple days ago. So, Right. I was pretty shocked he didn't make it. I was actually shocked that Mike Ford's still on the roster, to be honest. Well, you see, with I think they keep Mike Ford because he's a uh, – because they the, here's the thing with the Yankees. While they are firepower lineup, they don't have too many left-handed bats. That is true. And that's what Mike Ford that, that is a power left-handed be... bat. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's actually a very good point. I even honestly didn't even think about that, to be honest. And then your boy Tyler Wade's still on the squad. He, he made the official roster. He okay, so like he did okay last year when he got more playing time. So he slightly, he's not as far down to get the fuck out of my life list as he used to be. But <laughs> I just can't take him off because of like a good forty game stretch he had. So he's still he's still nah, 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 nah. But, right, right. So we'll see if he can get himself off. Like he he's on it, Jay Happ's on it, and Gary Sanchez might be on it. We'll see. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting first couple of games. We're gonna it's gonna really dictate to see where this Yankee season is gonna. Yep, go. I'll be losing uh, my mind or loving it. it depends. <laughs> yeah, there's there's gonna be no in between with Christian. Either he's gonna be loving it or he's gonna be like, like threatening to like go nuts, go to the insane asylum. Yeah. Or um, all right, so <laughs> all right, so. We both came up with three kind of bold, mine aren't really that bold predictions for this season, and I want to I want to hear what you came up with. All right, so like two of mine like really aren't that bold, like but one of them I would say is like decently bold, like pretty bold. Okay. So the so like I'll start with the two ones that like aren't that bold. Okay, so I, I think so I'm biased obviously. Mm-hmm. So my first prediction is the Yankees are going to win the World Series. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I was gonna put that one, but I was like, uh, I'll put something. To, I'll put something different because I figured you were gonna probably put that. I mean, they should win the World and Series. And there's really I no mean, explanation. They should win. That's all I'm gonna say. They should win. That's all I'm gonna say. They have the most. They have the most talented team. They have the best pitcher in baseball. Best closer. One of the best closers in baseball. Should win. Uh, I mean, they sh- there's no there's no more excuses. They should they should win this season. All right, two. I think the MVP, AL MVP, is going to come from somebody in the Yankees lineup. I can't pinpoint it on who. Obviously, this is like who the most likely people are, but I think and the AL MVP will be coming from somebody on the New York Yankees. Okay. I, I think the best bet, if he's in the lineup tonight, it's DJ LeMayu. He's got a good – I think it's him or Judge or probably the, like the betting favorites. And then Stanton mm-hmm. and Torres are probably like close behind. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. We, I mean, Glaber, Glaber's good, man. Like he, he is so good. I mean, I, I've been telling like everybody, like, like he's he's a superstar. The last step he needs to like take that next step to go to, like MVP type player is he's just gotta be a little bit more selective at the plate, take a little bit more walks, swing up, swing at some better pitches. Other than that, like he's he's golden. Oh yeah, for sure. And then what's the third one? Okay, so big off. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but the so like, I think this season they're gonna expand the playoffs to from ten to sixteen teams. Yeah, I heard that. I don't know how I feel about that. I hate it. I hate it. But for this season, I'll allow it because it's like a weird season. Okay. So that being said, so with, with so with that in mind, and the trade deadline is is August thirty first this year. 
which that is a very quick turnaround. We'll be bananas. We'll be bananas for sure. So with that being said, I think the Yankees are going to package Miguel Andujar, Debbie Garcia, a couple other pieces. I don't know who yet. And they're going to center a package around them to try to entice Cleveland to get Francisco Lindor. Oh, that's a that's a good that's a good one. I, I like that. Yeah, there are a lot of talks about him early on in the season about uh, or in the off season about maybe a possible trade, but nothing really came to fruition. Yeah, there's like, there's been a lot of smoke. Well, because like the general consensus is Cleveland's not going to pay him, and I think they know that, and he knows it, and he's going to be a free agent after next season. But the thing with if you really want to get value in a trade, you got to trade them the season before the last season because if you trade them to a team like in their last season, like that seems like, well, I'm not going to give up a good prospect for a guy that's going to like be here for two months. So I don't, I don't want to be a free agent for a, basically a rental. Yeah. So I think they're right. going to look to trade him this season. And I think the Yankees, there's been long rumors that he secretly wants to be on the Yankees, which I can kind of see. So I would, right. I would bet that Cashman, because usually he's not a fan of going all in. So, but he just went all in and got Garrett Cole. I think he should, double down and go on it and trade for Francisco Lindor. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's uh, – he He really isn't – like, I think he's a pretty good GM. I think he's pretty good. He makes a lot of pretty solid moves. And then, obviously, the scouting department is pretty good at what they do, obviously, you know, with all the young players we have that came up that were, he's, you know, superstars. He excels at building depth in an organization. He t- takes guys who aren't necessarily known as great players – in other organizations, and makes them into contributing players on the Yankees. A.K.A. Gio Urshela. Luke Voigt. Mike Talkman. Yep. Like, there's a whole list. Yep. No, that's uh, it's pretty good. That's a very, very good point. All right, so my three predictions. Okay, so this is more of a hopeful one. You kind of touched on it before. I think John Carlos Stan returns to MVP form. Would love that. Need it. We need. We just need him to, like, he doesn't have to hit, like, obviously, like, the season's a little different this year. We don't need him to hit 30 home runs. It'd be cool if he hit, like, 60. <laughs> Have one every game. Like, 60 and 60 games? Yeah, like, that, like that'd make up for the last, like, two seasons. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and an MVP, and he's, like, the MVP of the World Series, the most valuable player. That'd be great. Right. Then, 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 like, they'll put, put him in Miami and Park already after that. Right. So, I mean, for the Yankees season to go well, they need Stan's bat in the lineup producing and anything home runs. Okay. And then it's actually kind of funny with your third prediction is my second prediction. I think Andujar is going to get traded. I wasn't sure what the specifics were, but you got, you came up with a pretty good, um, a pretty good package deal. And I honestly, I'd be fine with that, that deal. Cause I don't really think Debbie Garcia is that good. I can also see them uh, packaging Andujar for maybe another starting pitcher. I don't know who that would be. That's, that's definitely my possible. But the, they, the I think names, they could go that way. The two names for pitchers that, like, I think if the Yankees would trade for somebody that they've been linked to are Matthew Boyd of the Tigers and Robbie Ray of the D-backs. I think Matthew Boyd is – Yeah. Now, I think Matthew Boyd is an ace. He's an ace in hi- hiding in plain sight because – he has all the great peripheral numbers of, that an ace has, but the only problem is he gets up home runs. So if he if he could lower his home run rate, like you're looking at the next breakout ace in the baseball. 
Yeah, you know, when the Yankees trade for pitchers anymore, I get nervous. Me too. Since Sonny Gray, of, like, yeah, he was the one who, was, who just came out right, right here. You know what I mean? He, he was off the top of my head because he was so he was so good with the A's, but he just could not put it together with the Yankees. I actually felt bad for the kid because he seemed like a nice kid. He seemed like I a didn't. good dude. He just just didn't work out. I, I hated, <laughs> I hated him with everything in, in my body. Oh, wish nothing but the worst. <laughs> Okay, uh, and Boyd, I, you know I didn't watch a ton of Tiger games last year, so I can't even. They're they're pretty they're pretty bad organization. So they no, they he's good. I can see them here. Here I'll give you a stat just to tell you about Boyd. There's only like ten pitchers in baseball last year had a strikeout per nine over ten, a hit per nine under one, and a walk per nine under two point five. It was like Verlander, Scherzer, Cole, Strasburg, like a couple other like like Ace like Shane Bieber, Walker Bueller, like. Kershaw, and then like the last one was Boyd. Uh, that's a pretty good, um, <laughs> pretty good company, I'd say. I, 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 I mean, I'm telling you, if he just lowers his home run rate, you might see a breakout, breakout ace right there. Yeah, that would be, I uh, would be totally fine if they got, if they got Boyd. He, he seems like you'd be the perfect fit for New York. And then my final prediction is that. Our stud ace Garrett Cole is going to win the Cy Young in the AL. Okay, I mean, I, I love love that and agree with that. I didn't want to make it a prediction because I it's almost for me like an expectation. Yeah, yeah, it's true. To be honest, I won't be mad if he doesn't win it, but like, like I already like think like he's like a good chance to win it. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, that one's really not you know a, a really that bold of. I guess if you want to get real bold, I'll give you another one. Let's get crazy here, Bigo. Uh, I don't know if we're getting crazy, but uh, in the AL, I think Gleyber Torres will win the batting title. That's a bold wow. prediction. Wow, that is. That's I mean, that's pretty. That's a definitely a hot take. I would say for sure. That's a bold prediction right there. Uh, and I'll tell you what, Bigo. If he if he does what I told him to do and he starts taking more walks and being a little more selective on the pitches he swings at, he might do it. He could do it. I mean, he's got all the potential to be to be the next, you know, great player with the Yankees. I agree. You know what I mean? I, and I mean, one of the I've, great I've been saying players. this for a couple of years. I think I, I think it's like sooner rather than later now. Probably like either maybe like this year, next year, or year after. He's gonna be the best player on the team. Like he's I think he's gonna be better than Judge. I think he's gonna be better than Stan. I think he has that potential. He just has to. He just has to tap into it. I mean, I don't really think anything's really holding them back from that right now. That's nothing, my nothing opinion. Is. Nothing is. It's just about getting getting those reps in, getting better, learning. And the crazy part is, do you know how old he is? I think he's twenty three, twenty four. He is twenty. He is twenty three years old. He's our age. He's 23 years We're old. We're doing a podcast is... talking about him, and he's hitting home runs in Yankee Stadium. <laughs> and he's kicking the shit out of everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, all right, last question. What will the Yankees' record be through 60 games this season? So, I was thinking about this last night. I, I personally think they'll win somewhere between 40 and 40, 45 games. So if I had to put a, an exact number on it, I think their final record will be 
44 and 16? Yeah, I think that's I think that's probably pretty fair. I, I was going to go more like a little less. I was going to go about 40 and 20. All right. I mean, they're both in the same ballpark, I would say. In the ballpark, I think that is I think that's no doubt uh, an AL East title. Probably you want to put the asterisk on go ahead. But. Probably a top one. Definitely top two, maybe top one record in the AL. You know, Houston isn't as good as they were last year, but you know they're going to be good. But the thing is, the X factor they had is gone because he's on our team now. Yes, sir. I mean, they're pitching. I mean, Granky's still pretty good, and obviously Verlander's still good, but you don't have to face the three-headed monster anymore. Listen, Verlander's obviously good. Uh, Grinky's like he's he's pretty good, but he's I would say like I'm not as scared of facing Grinky as I was of. Garrett Cole was a guy that was like Berliner might have won the Cy Young, but Garrett Cole was should have won the Cy Young. He was the best pitcher by far last year. Verlander, I think, was so good early on, and he started losing some steam as he kept going on a little bit. Whereas Garrett Cole was just a bulldog the entire year. Yeah, he. I remember when the Yankees missed out on him back in I forget what year. It had to be like 2015. 2008. When, when he got, no, oh, not even that. When they um, oh, when they were in him? trade talks with them, and then he actually went to Houston. Yeah, that was 2017. 2017. Yeah, okay. I knew it was one of those years. I couldn't remember which year it was. All because the Yankees wouldn't trade uh, Chance Adams. <laughs> Another hyped-up pitching prospect that stinks. Yeah, is he even still with the Yankees? I don't. I don't think so. Like, yeah. So like, they they didn't they didn't trade this pitch this pitching prospect they were hyping up to end up stinking. So as a result, now uh, we didn't we didn't get we didn't get Garrett Cole back in 2017, and look, look at us now. Got him in 2020. <laughs> all works out. It all worked out in the end, but um, I'm really excited. I'm hoping, you know, their game doesn't get rained out tonight, but uh, it's going to be – I think it's going to be a fun season. I wouldn't really put in too much stock in these first couple games because, you know, we're going to be seeing some great arms with with Scherzer and uh, Strasburg in the first two games. It's yeah. kind of a tough kind of a tough yeah, stretch in the first two games. I probably but, won't be as harsh these first couple games, but. Right, but then they after that, they really got to get their shit together for sure. But uh, hey, man! Uh, thanks for thanks for joining the podcast, and uh, I'm looking forward to the season. Well, thank you for having me on, B guys. Good talking to you. As always, Christian. All right, yeah. that's where we're gonna end the podcast, and uh, I'll probably be on more of a regular schedule now since you know sports are back, the NBA's restarting on the 30th, so I'll probably be putting out more podcasts. But other than that, deuces. Welcome to the BGAL Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gallagher. And on today's episode, I'm going to be previewing the New York Giants football season and the headlines and the storylines coming out of camp as we hit the ground running as the NFL season starts this week. Somehow, some way, which is pretty wild to me because of all the, you know, all of the uncertainty with COVID-19. People didn't even think we we're going to have a season and, you know. We're two nights away from having football, which is pretty crazy with the Texans and the Chiefs on Thursday night football. And then the Giants will play on Monday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'm really looking forward to uh, having the football season coming back. Uh, Some of the key headlines handed out of Giants camp. Um, 
I think is the secondary. The secondary is going to be a big problem. They did sign Logan Ryan to a one-year, $7 million deal, which I think was a really, really good move by Dave Gettleman. I don't really um, give Dave Gettleman credit, but I will hear. I thought that was a great move. Um, they lost Xavier McKinney to a fractured foot uh, kind of early in camp, which I think is a huge loss for the Giants because I think he was going to play a big role in the secondary. But, you know, we have a, uh, a next man approach. Um, they went after a corner from the Denver Broncos by the name of Isaac Yakum. So I think he'll be their number two corner. Obviously, they have James Bradbury on the other side. So that's going to be interesting. The defense, I think, is the biggest key. I think the offense will be okay. I think they'll put up points. Obviously, you know, they have Saquon Barkley, one of the best running backs in the league, if not the most talented. Um, running back in the league, uh, one of the most explosive tight ends in the league with Evan Ingram. And then the receiving core is a little little suspect, in my opinion. I think they're good. Um, the key is, can they stay healthy? Golden Tate is already having a problem with a hamstring injury. So that's something to monitor this week as we approach uh, week one. And I think that, you know, Sterling Shepard missed some games uh, last year with concussion issues. So hopefully he can stay healthy. But the key thing for the Giants is they didn't have – their whole offense, their whole offense played zero snaps last year together with Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, and Evan Ingram. They played zero snaps together. I think the offense is going to be a lot better this year. It's going to be better to watch, but I don't know how much better the team is going to get because the Giants play an awful schedule. In terms of like how, like strength of schedule, it's a brutal, brutal schedule for the Giants. And, um, you know, I don't see them winning a ton of games. Um, but, you know, we'll get into that. I do want to point out one thing. Um, I do follow the team very closely, obviously, as you guys know. But I really love the passion and what Joe Judge brings to the table. You know, I don't know how good of a head coach he'll be. But the guy says all the right things. You know, if you go back to listen on YouTube, you can go back and listen. Just listen to his like his uh, his media sessions. He, the guy just says all the right things, and you know he's a very intense guy, and he's a very he's going to be a very hard nosed guy. He's a he's a true football guy, but I think you know the Giants haven't had culture since Tom Coughlin left. And, you know, when you have lame duck coaches like Pat Shermer and Ben McAdoo, you know, there's no culture being built there. And I think that Joe Judge, you know, if he could if he could sneak out a couple a couple wins, maybe get, you know, eight or nine wins this year, maybe not eight or nine, but let's say let's say six or seven. I think New York is going to be buzzing about this guy. I just have a feeling this guy is going to be a really good head coach. You know, I hope the Giants could just put the right pieces around him and the team so he could be successful. I really, I'm starting to really get on the Joe Judge train. I wasn't sure at first, you know, Belichick guy, you know, coming off the Bill Belichick tree, you know, guys don't really do well. You know, they apparently they try to be Belichick. I don't think Joe Judge is trying to be Bill Belichick at all. I think he's just trying to be Joe Judge. And, you know, he's been a, uh, around a lot of really great coaches like Nick Saban, obviously Bill Belichick, and he's been some other places. I just have a good feeling about Joe Judge and what he's going to bring to the New York Giants. But that's just a gut feeling. You know, I'm, I'm really excited for the season to start, even though 
they're going to be making me want to pull my hair out within the first five minutes of the game on Monday night, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Okay, so I'm going to go through uh, the Giants regular season schedule, and I'm going to give you guys my predictions for each game and kind of throw a little analysis in there and why I'm picking uh, either way. So let's get started. So Monday night, as I said before, they play the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday Night Football. I just don't see how the Giants could win this game. Uh, Pittsburgh's got one of the best defenses in the league. And with with the Giants offensive line kind of like up in the air, I don't really know what to expect. Obviously, you know, they picked Andrew Thomas, number four overall. Apparently, he's been pretty solid in camp. But, you know, besides Will Hernandez and Kevin Zeitler, center and right tackle are kind of up in the air. I'm not really sure after Nate Solder um, opted out. You know, I have no problem with him opting out. You got to gotta take care of your family. I 100% get that. And I know he's had some issues with some health issues, you know, being a cancer survivor and along with the son. So it kind of puts the Giants in a little bit of hole, though. I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win this game 27-17, I would say. Uh, I just, you know, I just don't know how the offensive line is going to hold up against TJ Watt, Cam, Hay- uh, Cam Hayward. Bud Dupree, and then you have Minka Fitzpatrick on the backside. I just don't see. I think they're going to bring a lot of pressure. The Pittsburgh Steelers probably would have been a playoff team if they had Big Ben last year as he's come back. Apparently, he's healthy. I think that offense is going to take a step forward this year. It was a little lackluster without Ben last year. So I I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win this game. Week two, they play the Chicago Bears. I do not think that... The Chicago Bears are very good. Uh, obviously, they have a good defense, but it's not. It hasn't been as good. They lost Leonard Floyd. Um, you know, Khalil Mack obviously is still there. Eddie Jackson still there, but they lost a lot in the secondary the last couple of years. So, um, and then obviously, you don't know what you're going to get with Mitchell Trubisky. He, he, the Bear, I feel like the Bears don't have a lot of confidence in him, as they denied his fifth year option. I think the Giants should win this game, could and should win this game. I think they need to win this game because there's not a lot of winnable games on their schedule, in my opinion. I think they'll win this game 24-17. I think it'll be a close one, but I think the offense gets going a little bit and they can put some points on the board. Okay, now week three, they uh, play San Francisco in New York. I'm just going to be honest. There's no way they win this game. I mean, the defense of... Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa. I'm trying to think who else they have. They have somebody else, and I can't think for the life of me who they There's somebody else in that line that's really, really good, and I can't think of right now. But that front four alone, actually front seven, because then you have Greenlaw, you have Fred Warner. It's just a, it's a matchup nightmare. It's a matchup nightmare, especially for, for a young offensive line. I think Daniel Jones is going to get hit a lot. Um, they're going to have the ball a lot. The deep, uh, the Giants' defense is going to be on the field a ton. So I think San Francisco wins this game. I'll predict a score of 31-14 will be the final. Now week four, the Giants have to go out west to play the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, the Rams kind of had a disappointing last uh, season last year. Um, you know, uh I don't know if, you know, not having a fully healthy Todd Gurley was a part of that. The defense wasn't as good. 
Uh, they trade for Jalen Ramsey, which is pretty awesome, but it didn't really accumulate to any more wins. Um, the offensive line was a mess. I don't really think the offensive line got a lot better, but I still do think that the Giants' lack of pass rush is going to be the difference in this game. I think uh, Sean McVay is going to be throwing it all over. He's going to be finding mismatches in that in that Giants' defense and uh, you know poor secondary. So I, I think the Rams are probably going to put up a lot of points. Going uh, out west is always a tough time for NFL players, especially for a young team like the Giants. I, I don't see them winning this game. Uh, I like the Los Angeles Rams. Moving along. Uh, that week five, they go to Jerry world and Dallas. I think the Dallas Cowboys are the best team in the NFC East. Um, they're the, they're the healthiest. They have a really good defense. Their offense is absolutely explosive. You know, they miss the playoffs and they still get CD lamb. The be- in my opinion, the best wide receiver in the NFL behind or rookie coming in. I'm sorry. Best rookie behind Jerry Judy come out of college. So, and they still have Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper, who, who are two studs, as long as Amari Cooper could stay healthy. Um, he absolutely torched the Giants last year uh, in that week one matchup. Uh, I just I just don't see how the Giants could win. I, I really don't. You know, with that offense, you know, Zeke pounding the rock, and with those receivers, I, I just don't see it. And their defense is very, very good, too, with uh, Van Der Esch and Jalen uh, Smith. They have a lot of depth on their uh, with their passers and, and uh, Dexter Lawrence, so I, I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys, and it, it pains me to say this, but taking the Dallas Cowboys, which would drop the Giants to one and four on the season. Now we go week six. We're home against Washington. I think the Giants should absolutely win this game. Um, you know. Dwayne Haskins is kind of a wild card. We don't really know what to expect from him from year two. Obviously, you expect him to get better. But, you know, I think the Giants kind of had their way with Washington. Obviously, they got a little bit better. You know, they got Chase Young, probably one of the best pass rushers in college football last year. So that's going to be a big help to their um, their defense, which I actually think Washington has a pretty underrated defense. But I think the Giants do win this game. I'll go with a score of, let's go 34-24. Giants win this game. Okay, week seven, they go to Philadelphia. I saw a stat yesterday. The last 12 times, so last six seasons, they have played the Cowboys and the Eagles. Giants are 0-12. Sorry, that is my phone in the background. I don't know who is calling my house, but that's what it is. Um, so they play Thursday night on, um, Thursday night football 